see where I have no sound. Okay. This was extra weird, but hey, this is this is what we do. Two so, you know, it was a little bit of a library intro. It's all good. But yeah, Troy, Troy kind of fumbled. He kind of fumbled the bag on that, but it's all good. We are semi-professionals. This is the semi-pro of oh, sports. Yes, how we do it? Right. So, how's everybody doing today, man? How y'all? What's going on, Moose? How you? How was your week? How's your weekend? Um, I'm doing really good. Um, I just turned 30 on Wednesday, so happy belated birthday to me. Happy birthday, yep. Uh, appreciate you, appreciate you. you. Um, got you, my new, you uh, put, hold on, Troy wants to know what he did. You forgot the intro, <laughs> <laughs> the, the intro never played, my dude, but it's all good. Okay, Troy. Didn't, that's why I gotta jump on the screen and say that literally the intro played on my end. I don't know what happened on y'all end. But the intro literally was playing on my end. Like I can hear it and I can see it. No, so, I, I, I definitely got the intro because I was dancing to it. So like, and I, saw I didn't get it. it. So don't say I didn't get nothing. I didn't get nothing. Continue to show you just a little bit. Don't let me go put on a shirt, Mel. We gotta try you. All I got. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the intro. I didn't get the intro. All I got was the playing football. Oh man! But no, nah, my weekend, uh, my week was pretty good, man. Um, work was has been crazy all week. I work in a specific um, uh, environment or company to where uh, yesterday was really, really hectic. So uh, shout out to all my peoples for uh, coming out yesterday. And uh, yeah, man, ready to talk some football, man. Yes, sir. GQ, what's going on, brother? How's it going? Hey, How was your week? Day, Anything special nice. popping off with you? Um, well, it was great. No, we just had you on the show on, on Wednesday. Phenomenal show. It was great. It was great for the world to get to understand who, who OG Mel truly mm -hmm. is. So that was fun. Um, just kind of no different from move. I, I live, I work in a very busy industry, so it's been a very busy week for me. I'm getting ready to go out of state yeah. on Sunday for the next five weeks. So I've been looking forward to just chilling and talking football with these two cats right here. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <clears throat> we love to hear it. I think Mel is uh, temporarily frozen. Um, you know how uh, that kind of goes with the, this technology and the stream yard stuff. So uh, is he back? Sir, what's happening? Okay. Uh, you, you were chopped and screwed a little bit. Is it? You can't? Am I frozen still? <laughs> yeah, oh, so it's probably me on my end. Then. I don't know what's going on. Okay. So, 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 Troy, I apologize. It's some craziness is happening, but um, yeah, um, we are fresh off the Chronicles of Riddick. I mean, well, Chronicles of Melvin. Um, we here. It was a dope show Wednesday. Please go check it out whenever you get a chance. Get to know the kid a little bit. So, let's start off with some ignorant ish. Um, I'm gonna have to pull out the Mel U Wallen Award again, and this is gonna have to go to. Jamison Williams, C.J. Moore, Quintez Cephas, and Barry Hill. And uh, what's the, I forgot to do. I've got his first name. Something Barry Hill. All getting suspended for gambling on football. Dummies. 100% dummies. Um, 
Barry Hill and Williams only got six games, apparently. Um, oh, Shocker Tony. We have to throw a commander in there, of course. Mm. Whenever there's drama, there's a com- there's a commander involved. Um, and everybody else gets everybody else gets a year. Um, give me your thoughts on this because this is absolutely stupid. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know when. I'm 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 confused because. When did when 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 did people think it was okay, right? Like athletes think it was okay to 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 bet. Like that's like what that's quite literally in the guidelines of the contract. Like when you read the contract, I don't, know if, I don't know if they read the contracts nowadays. Uh, they probably don't. You they know they should. They, they, they should. But you know they should absolutely. But when you read it, right? There's like a little section, right? That says you can get in trouble if you decide. That you want to take your money or some money, right, and place it in wager for a team or on a team, right? And they look at that and they're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then they sign that. De- I don't understand. I just, I don't get it, bro. Like no. Alvin Ridley, and then now you have multiple play- It's not even just, it was one play, multiple players. Multiple, multiple it was six players to be exact. Meaning that all y'all dickheads got together. And talked about it. It was like, yeah, bro, we finna do this. And it was like, yeah, this this is gonna seem like fun, and we this is gonna this is a great plan. Mm-hmm. So it yeah, so it's twofold. So I don't get two, it. The two, I'm marquee, not... the two marquee players were were doing it on college play college games. Jamison Williams and the other teammate. The other ones that got suspended for a year were betting on actual NFL games. That's why they got the indefinite suspension. So there's two parts of the story. Even still, the fact that the Lions players, the two, the main ones, would not have gotten in as much trouble had they not been betting on college games at the Lions facility. That was the biggest thing is they were doing it at the facility placing bets. The Lions also relieved, I believe they said, nine staff members on top of all that as well. So there, there was just a litany of people getting relieved of duty, basically, behind all of it. This was a ring. So this, I would have a problem. This is my thing. If I, I couldn't be the NFL, I couldn't. Because me personally, I would have dropped a hammer on everybody. Because you just saw what we did to Calvin Ridley. And y'all said, eh, fuck that. No, I'm dropping it two years. Two years. You're done. You're gone. Two years. This was a ring. Like, the, the fact that there's the staff members, this was a ring. Like, they, they, they've been playing <laughs> This goes deep. This, this has to go deep. Not only deep, this goes way further than we probably even think it, it goes because staff members and y'all were doing it at the facility. It does not get more stupid than that. I really hope no. this on the segment, my favorite segment, Dumbass Millionaires. Shout oh, out. oh, don't you worry. Oh, we oh, it's... Live. We're coming live next week on that. Oh, yes. But I'm taking it one step further. If I'm the NFL you're going to be suspended the remaining length of your contract. Yep. Because if you okay. don't drop, if you don't drop the it. hammer, if you don't drop the hammer in a way that actually affects people's pockets, people are going to keep doing mm-hmm. it. So if right. you sign like a five-year, $125 million contract, and all of a sudden you've been suspended for the entire rest of that contract, when your family start wondering, hey, why was you, you know, fumbling the bag, you know, maybe you'll get it together. I'll put it on the escalator. Every year past Calvin Ridley, as two years. You add two years to the suspension. I just so, don't know what makes them think they can get away with this. Like what? 
Why do they think Look, that this is like this is something that they can do freely and just be like, yeah, we're we're good, we can get away with this? Do we realize that one of the greatest baseball players of all time is not in the Hall of Fame because of this? Quite literally, like literally. Like, literally. What, what, I don't understand what the problem is. I, I'm and, and it's it's like I, it's. it's I'm I'm just I'm just conf- like the level of confusion that I have because it's multiple players, there's staff members involved. You guys seen what happened to Calvin Ridley, so you guys already have that blueprint, and you guys still think like, hey, yeah. you know what? We 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 we're we gonna do this. Well, we're gonna do it kind of differently. Like, no, you're gonna get caught, bro. I don't understand that. Look, you you think messing it up for Yeah, if you think a bunch of billionaires ain't gonna know what's going on with their money, you you slipping. Thank you. It's yeah. like y'all are playing with y'all think y'all are playing with little little little. No, y'all are playing with odds here, bro. And y'all don't even really understand it because y'all technically have the inside info. That's what they don't really don't get. And it's like when you guys do that, <clears throat> and you guys think that people aren't monitoring you because oh, I don't make this much money. Nah, hell no. Nah. There's some people out there that's like, hey, what? What? Hold on. Wait. Well, well, let's not let's let's take it. it let's yeah. Well, let's take it a step further. Remember, at the beginning of the XFL season, you had a quarterback that already had gotten trouble for insider information on plays and shit. So let's just say you take a, a non marquee ass quarterback, you know, like some bottom mm-hmm. tier type of quarterback. That's all of a sudden like, hey, we play in Tennessee. This is what we got going on. You know, I'm trying to do this, 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 and this. You know, place your bets. That's point shaving. Last time I checked. So mm-hmm. you know. It's the it's the little things that will spark into something major if we don't you know tighten it up. Which that's why I agree with Mel. You you've got to come down as hard as you can because if you do not set the example, and you know what, and I hate to say it this way, but Jamison Williams would have been the out of example. control. It's a mark because it's a marquee first round pick. Yep. that would have got suspended. Who just came off of an injury? Yeah, that would have set a massive tone he because it's a first round. Just player. missed. Mm-hmm. He so just missed last year. Yeah. He played what four games last year? He came back and played with I think the final four games, something like yep. that. Scored like two touchdowns, some shit like that. But come down like, on that, yeah, like now, like four or five, yeah, four or five, yeah, something like so that. So because he's because at least for him, right, for Jamison Williams, at least he's in his rookie contract still. So is he losing a lot of money? Yeah, but he's not going to lose an absurd amount of career time in the NFL. Like he, but it sets that precedent. Hey, we're not. Gonna I mean, he's still about. a first round pick. Yeah, I mean, you're still talking about 30 million plus, easy. But you know, but you know, the point being, you got to set that kind of standard and example for the whole league to understand. Definitely, definitely. And because I, who, yep, no, no one's gonna, well, no one's gonna remember the guys that got cut today. Yep. Like in a month or two from now, no one's gonna remember these guys. Nobody's gonna unless care. You're, unless you're, you know, the three of us on this show who watching the football, we know who these guys are. But the average NFL fan has no idea who. Everybody but one of those guys, though. They all they saw Jameson yeah. Williams. That's the only name that they know because he went to Alabama and he was a first-round pick. These yep. other names, they probably do not know. And they didn't even name the Detroit Lions staffers that got fired, so nobody even knows who the hell those guys are. Yep, true. And then the one random mm-hmm. Washington Commanders guy that, again, no one's going to know him in a month. Except for yep. maybe Mel because that's his squad. Well, one of his squads. Yeah, that, that and I like I, the, the NFL has to come down hard. Like, you have to make sure that this – does not happen or cannot happen again, bro. Because if this is the precedent and you start to see all these, you start to see players coming in and I get it with the whole sports betting thing and all these apps coming out and people legalizing sports, but I get it. That ain't for y'all though. Like y'all, y'all can't do that. Y'all can't participate. Like, it's, no. it's, it's like dating the cheerleaders. You can't do it. Don't do it. 
it's, it's, more it's, like it's, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't but there are some nfl players that are that are married to cheerleaders we know exactly that. and when they do it it's it's problems. Problems. yeah it causes a lot of problem like it just yeah. you have to you have to come down hard on this yeah. to let people know like hey there's a lot of stuff that we may slide we, we, we may let slide in the nfl this ain't one of them yeah so it's, no. it's just like going back on your last point where you talk about you know like a football player dating a cheerleader it goes back to everything we know about the workplace you can't shit where you eat to include gambling no. where the hell you work at you cannot do that where you make your money you cannot do that because of the job that i have you think i can go out and just do whatever the hell i want absolutely not because i'm under a microscope if I go out and exactly. bag one, if I go out and fumble the bag one time, I get in trouble twofold. Hello. So I have to be that much more level of cautious. We ain't even talking about the third factor, which we already know, you know what that is. Like we ain't got to talk about that on this in this particular exactly. show. But everybody mm-hmm. else know what I'm talking about. Yep. And then um, let's go into the guy who started all of this crap, Calvin Ridley. Oh, Calvin. So. <clears throat> So there's, you know, there's a little, little scuttlebutt going around about, you know, does, did the break help Calvin Ridley? Did it hurt Calvin Ridley? What does he look like coming back? In his mind, he's saying if he worked his tail off and during that time, why can't we assume that he's going to come back better than what he was the last time we saw him? And I kind of agree with that. I kind of think. Six games, you're going to get up. You get a motivated Calvin Ridley. Um, I didn't realize how old Calvin Ridley was, but Calvin Ridley is, I think he's now like 26 or 27. Right. Like I didn't realize he would stay that extra year. Yeah. So I, I didn't realize he was he was not say old, but he's older than in my mind. I thought he was more of 24, 25. I mean, in NFL years, um, he's getting old. Yeah. Like to say that he's two years younger than Odell Beckham is crazy. Yeah, but his his, his, AC, his ACL is probably his ACL is probably stronger than Odell's right. Oh now. no, his ACL is way better age wise. They're two years apart. Um, but I think um, the year off, he I'm pretty sure he worked his tail off. Um, he said he got faster. He, I'm pretty sure he got bigger, stronger. I haven't seen any real video of him yet, but I'm assuming he's gonna come back with a vengeance. I'm actually glad we didn't see any video because I'm so tired of athletes posting videos of their workouts. Like, like put your put your work in, in the lab and, and keep it pushing. Like, I don't like, like maybe it's just me. I could just be one of one, but I just I'm not the biggest fan of like seeing all that. Like, bro, when you in the when you in the off season, you're supposed to be focusing on you, staying away from the cameras. Yep. Like, don't get me wrong, I do like what I do every now and again. Do like seeing Derrick Henry crazy ass workouts because some of that shit he be doing is like next level. I was gonna like, post a video. I was gonna post a video. He was sitting on he. I thought he was sitting down. He wasn't. He was on one knee with it looked like a oh the pipe. log. It's it's the log. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. the log. Yeah, it's yeah. the log. Yeah, he was in a he was in a um, he was in a he was in a three quarters of a uh, three quarter lunge position, and he was yeah. doing that mug side to side. Yeah, I was like, but. I tell you right now, probably about twenty-five to thirty pounds. If y'all have never lifted that piece of equipment, that is some shit right there. That'll bust your ass. That is that is heavier than it looks. And it's I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. It's it's got a. It's so it's got. It's the two circles have the handles on the inside, so you're gripping Mm -hmm. it like this. And you're talking about your your chest immediately tightened up, shoulders on fire, core on fire, like. And he's in a three-quarter lunge position, like everything is hurting. Yeah. 
moving it slow as all hell. Hey, that's 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 King Henry though. We're not going. We, he's an outlier. He doesn't count because when this right. man was doing the push-ups with the chains and the bands and shit last year, I was like, yeah, all right, yeah. I'm not tackling him, not Neville. Derrick Henry and James Harrison, they kind of go in that that category. Yeah. Well, James Harrison is a mutant. It, it, see, James mutant. Harrison is. No, they James go in that category of like, I, I, I see what you're doing, big dog. I'm not gonna copy it. I would never copy it because I no, no, no. But I see that, what you're doing, yeah. And I respect. He was playing. They yeah. was a group of them playing volleyball with, with a medicine that. ball. And I I'm saw that. Was like 25 to 30 pounds. I'm almost but positive. Did you, but did pounds. you see the? Did you see the video of James Harris with the 900 pound sled he was pushing? Yes. Yes. Like. I was like, first of all, where did you get that many 45-pound plates? That's the first mm-hmm. question. That, that's you what took, I, I have no idea. You, took, you cleared the whole gym out with that many damn plates. Yeah. Because the sl- you just walk, standalone just, is like 60 pounds. I believe it's like 60 pounds standalone. Yeah. And then you started yep. adding plates. And the plates was probably taller than us. And he was just yeah. it, you know, like like a mule pushing a tractor. Just no big deal. Just, yeah. you know, I got that's it. crazy. It's like, crazy. I felt, I, felt my, I felt my calf draw off the bone when he was doing it. Oh, no. Nah. I would have ripped my shoulders out the sock. It would have been crazy. It would have been so bad. Everything would have just broke. I literally yeah, felt like, my back crack as he was trying yeah. to like push it because I seen his back like curve a little bit. Yeah. As his back curve, mine broke. I said, oh, I felt that even though he yeah, didn't no, yeah. I felt that for him. So I was just like, yeah, I probably should yeah. never do that. But about that Calvin Ridley thing, I don't care how much you work out on how much you stay in shape. You still need field on-field experience. You still need game experience. You still need something. Yeah, yeah. Still no, hundred percent. But it, yeah. but at least he didn't just take it as like an extended vacation. Exactly, and that's what most like. And, that's, and, and 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 Calvin Ridley, even still, we we know this from watching him in college too. The man's work ethic has never been in question. Oh, his the work man, ethic. Right. The man works. No, the man no. works hard in the offseason. The man lives in the weight room. So and also, I and when when this happened, y'all, we we weren't um gentlemen's talk wasn't a, uh, with you guys just yet. We talked about this on the show. I was like, the that's going to go down as one of the most underrated signings because Calvin Ridley going to Jacksonville is a brilliant. That's going to be good. Because yeah. he's going to be a really talented veteran receiver for Trevor Lawrence to throw the ball to. Because what what he did last year with Zay Jones and um, and Christian Kirk was was already great, and now you're going to add Calvin Ridley to the fold. So now Calvin Ridley is going to be your de facto number one. You're going to have Zay Jones as, as as your three now, and Christian Kirk mm-hmm. is your two. So Zay Jones is going to take the top off from the middle of the field. Calvin Ridley is going to be your red zone guy, and Christian Kirk is going to be able to eat in the deep fifteen to fifteen to twenty yard range. It opens with Evan Ingram. offense, and yep. yeah, not to mention yep. Evan Ingram and Travis Etienne. So, like that offense, don't be surprised if that's a top six offense this upcoming NFL season because it's highly possible. I think they, I think they take a major step offensively next year. Oh, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And we still got the draft coming up. They could still, you know, yeah, draft another, they can still draft add pieces, another, yep. add another tight end, maybe add new and bolster the offensive line. You know, yeah, um, F around and F around, stupid NFL, and let Bijan Robinson drop to Jacksonville. No, I'm telling you, he's going to Philly. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna stand on that mountain all by myself. He's going to Philly. Don't even prophesize that. Don't even prophesize. No, I'm just. No, they talking about picking him in the second or third round. We seen what he's, Jacksonville did yesterday. I mean, not yesterday, last year with just with the roster they had last yeah. year, and they traded James Robinson away at the, towards the end yep. of the season. Mm-hmm. Don't even prophesize that because if Listen, they. Get, if Yo, they put a backfield together with ETN and Bijan Robinson, John, bro, come on, listen, with those if Philly, if, yeah, if Philly on, doesn't man. draft him, my Patriots will take him at fourteen. I'm telling you right now, he's not making it past twenty. Bijan ain't making it past twenty. If he makes no it past twenty, that's criminal. I'm telling everybody right I now. I completely agree criminal. because 
Bijan is literally Austin Eckler coming out of college right now. Like he's built like he's that type of running back. Yeah. You cannot let him slip to the second round because if he if he slips to the second round, here's what's gonna happen. The fucking Chiefs gonna take him at the end of the draft, or the Bengals gonna take him at the end of the the first round. That's what's gonna happen. Because if that's okay, I'm like, listen, offensively, if I'm the Bengals, what do I need? Okay, I got a Joe Mixon, and I don't even know if he's gonna be on the roster by the start of the season. Well, let me grab this rookie who I don't have to pay for another five years. Yep. Who's gonna who's probably better than Joe Mixon? Maybe, possibly. We don't know yet. I I like Joe Mixon. I respect his game. But I think think overall, 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 he's better. Yeah, yeah B, but Bijan has that. He has that Austin Eckler skill set, but he can also bust your ass for an ADR run going through the tackles. Yeah. So yeah. you put him with an offense like the with the Bengals or the Chiefs for that matter, and it's it's good luck NFL. Or if he falls to the Vikings, Minnesota may not have Dalvin Cook. They need another running back. Just saying that's in the mix. They need man. They need more stuff than they they do. That. But I'm just you know throwing sprinkles, sprinkling yeah. things out there. Yeah, I'm gonna get to. We're gonna get to Bijan Robinson. I because I. They make some very outstanding claims about it. It's, it goes back to my, I don't think the NFL knows what they're doing. Um, but um, let's talk about this um, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson contract comparison. Uh, it, it's a little, it's more information has come out about the Lamar Jackson contract that Baltimore had offered. And how similar it is to the contract that Jalen Hurts just signed. I'm gonna give you the numbers. You tell me what y'all think. So Jalen Hurts signed a five-year, two hundred and fifty-five million-dollar contract. One hundred and ten was due at signing. One hundred and seventy-nine million in total guarantees. He has a fifty-one million-dollar annual salary. That's how much he would make every year. And then. He only was only a, a four point seven million dollar cap hit for the um for the Eagles, which is very low for a quarterback. Don't forget the most important part: there's a no trade clause. Yep, no trade. And then, and then the no trade. What the Ravens offered Lamar was five years, two hundred and fifty million dollars, five million dollars less than Jalen Hurts' contract. hundred and thirty-three due at signing, which is twenty-three million dollars more than what. Um, Jalen Hurts was going to get, and then a total of two hundred million guaranteed. So, how do you think that makes Lamar look now? Like he fumbled the bag, just a little bit. Because I would have took that deal, two hundred mil guaranteed, bro. That's generational wealth. Yeah. You tell anybody, ask anybody, poll ten people. Hey, I'm gonna offer you this contract. And read off Lamar's contract. Where I signed it. You want me to sign in blood or anything? I think um, it does make him look bad. And but we have to think about what Lamar, his mindset might be. I can't speak for the man. I don't know. What if he thinks he's worth more than that? If a quarterback. Okay, if you were to take those two contracts, right, and put them blind, put them blind, no no names to it. One quarterback mm-hmm. reached the Super Bowl, one quarterback got an MVP. Mm-hmm. Make it make sense. So if going to the Super Bowl warrants the type of contract that Jalen Hurts got, and you as Lamar Jackson got offered the contract you got for just getting an MVP, you haven't even been to the AFC Championship yet. That sounds like a fumble bag to me. 
I'm sorry. Like okay. I, I was, I was with, I was with Lamar mo, mo for this, and I want, I want players to get their back. But in what world is 200 million not, 200 million guarantee not, you know, winning? Right. There, there aren't right. that many I mean, quarterbacks getting 200 mil guaranteed. There, there is, there isn't. Like, let's pretend. Let's I think pretend he, like. I think he would have been the first. No, no, because Deshaun's is fully guaranteed, and um. Oh, that's but, Ru- I think well, Russ, Russ, yeah, is yeah. close. Russ's contract is close. Russ, I don't think it's. I think Russ I think got. It is close. No, I think Russ got like 160 something. Yeah. Like 165. But and and look at that. And Russ is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta and. And and think about if I'm Lamar, I listen. If I got 200 million guaranteed, knowing that I'm a running quarterback who also can throw pretty well, and I know my injury history, you know that you're taken care of with that 200 mil guaranteed. Even it's if true. you only play for four more years, you set for life. Your family set for life. Your kids set for life. You know you good. Now you might end up with a contract that only pays you 160 million guaranteed, maybe 140. Because right now, unless the Ravens cut you, nobody's paying you that similar contract. I think, I still think he has, he still has leverage because Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert have not signed their contracts yet. I wouldn't know if I call that leverage or not. What if, what if Joe Burrow signs a lesser contract than Jalen Hurts, who's also been to a Super Bowl? Because now, now the mm. leverage will swing back in the Ravens' favor. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert ain't sniffed the AFC Championship either, and if he gets more than Jalen Hurts, now you just the whole market of quarterbacks is just fucked off. Well, it depends. Well, it all depends on what the market what the market looks like. Yeah, you're, it depends what the market looks like. If if Lamar wisens up and takes the deal that he was offered or whatever it may be, and he takes it with the two hundred guarantee, and then it's done deal. No, we don't have to worry about it. But let's just say he plays on a franchise tag this year. Burrow's deal gets done. Herbert's deal gets done. And let's just say the medium, what did um, Jalen Hurts theoretically got $179 million guaranteed. Let's say they all stay within the same. They all stay within the same guaranteed money. Let's say Joe Burrow gets $190 million. Okay. Lamar has to then like, bro, just take whatever it is at that point. Like you gotta yeah, because the the leverage is he he's going. I think this is what the problem's gonna be is if he plays on the franchise tag this year and those deals get done, I think all his leverage is lost because I don't I don't think one I don't think Joe Burrow's gonna take the, an absurd amount of money because he enjoys the fact that one y'all drafted his teammate and two he is surrounded by a very good supporting cast. Joe Justin Herbert on the other hand, his supporting cast is aging. He may yep. lose Austin Eckler. You have Williams and Keenan Allen who are only getting older. He's losing all of his weapons. So he they got to kind of – you got his contract, plus you got to sign him some help. Mm-hmm. The problem is they've never given Lamar Jackson any help except for Mark Andrews and now well, J.K. Dobbins. But then you signed Odell, but you signed Odell four years too late for him yep. to be a, a credible number one that actually is a threat to, you know, opposing teams. And you're I'm actually not, right If I'm, if I'm opposing – like, if I'm an opposing defense and I'm like, oh, we got to play the Ravens. Oh, they only got Lamar Jackson and and, uh, and Mark Andrews. Because I don't see Odell as, as – I don't see Odell beating me for 10 catches, 140 yards, and two touchdowns like Justin Jefferson will. I don't see that. Maybe I mean, maybe he has, like, one – maybe he has one or two games like that. Maybe. But I don't – he's not somebody that's going to beat you every week. Like, I, I'm telling you right no, now, like, I, think, I don't think that's the case. 
I think we talked about this. I think Odell's um his role changes in the in this offense, especially if Rashard Bateman comes back healthy, Duvernay comes back healthy, um there uh, was a Demarco Robinson comes yeah, back healthy. Uh, I think it's yeah. Demar is Demar right? Demar Robinson or yeah. Denard? Something like that. So the Rashard Bateman, Rashard Bateman is he's the key to all of this. Mm-hmm. If Rashard Bateman comes back and he's healthy, and Duvernay comes back healthy, Odell becomes your chain mover. He literally works the intermediate, and every once in a while, he'll break that 15 to 12 to 15 yard dig route into a 60 yard touchdown. Yeah, he he, he becomes your, your 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 slot master, which is what you need. That that yeah. is probably his best role. Because he's not, I don't think you need him. You can't, I don't know if how much power he's got to take top off. I don't think he's as fast as he once was. Like, I'm, no, I'm, I not, think... I'm not here bashing Odell at all. I'm, I'm just going off the film. I watched the film, I watched the Super Bowl. Even at the Super Bowl when he played with the Rams, like he wasn't the same explosive receiver he was in New York. He just wasn't. He was still a damn good receiver. Don't you? He was a dare, dude. He was mm. a perfect compliment to Cooper Cup. But he's no longer in that tier one as far as receivers go. Definitely. Oh, he's definitely tier one. No, I still I disagree with that one. I still think he's tier one. I just think what we the tier, not the tier, but the attributes that makes him a tier one, he just adjusted it. I don't think he becomes he doesn't become like the like Jamar Chase, where he can just take a slant, split DBs and go. What he what Odell becomes is a better version. Just understand what I'm saying. He becomes a better version of what Michael Thomas was in New Orleans. Where he's catching all of the five, the five, the, the six to 12 yard routes. And he's just, he's moving the chains. He becomes an extension of the running game for, for, for the Ravens through the short passing game. Because you let DuVernay and Bateman take the top off and you let um, Andrews work the middle. At least if, me as offensive coordinator, that's what I would do. I can understand that point. I, I can understand it. And then when I when I when I say when I say like tier ones, I, I talk about number one receivers. I talk about your Justin Jefferson, your Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams. Like I don't think he's in that group anymore. I do think he's probably damn near the top of the second tier, though. I'm not bumping him down far, but I don't think he's in that. I don't even. I don't. I still would. I still to this day would still take a, like DeAndre Hopkins over him. Like that's and DeAndre Hopkins is still tier one to me. Like that's where I'm at with my receiving game. Like. I think he's probably the head of tier two at best. Because even a guy like – I would take a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown now over Odell Beckham right oh, now. Oh, no. Nah, no, right good. right now, given the way – where they are in their careers, yes. Now I would. Yeah, that's what's kind of egregious considering where they are. Nah, Odell doesn't get hurt in the Super Bowl. He wins the Super Bowl MVP. And that and that's perfectly fine. But I'm giving – I'm looking at what I'm seeing now. And you're right. You take the outlier of him getting hurt. But I'm just – like I said, just watching the film – and looking at how I want to structure my, my team, I'm looking at two of those names that I would take before I, like, I'm not mortgaging my future Mm-mm. putting Odell as my main guy when I can have, Amon Ra's proven himself, especially this last season. He really took another step forward last year to say, hey, I'm here too. You know, is he is he those guys that are, is he your top four? But, no. Tyrone, look, top four. but, he, but I'll definitely look, make the argument that he's top 10. Maybe look, top 10. I know, look, I, I know you, you what you're doing right now. You, you're playing into your GOAT and you want to make him feel good because it's in the comments. No. You want to talk about? Reading. It's all good, you know. It's 
<laughs> I'm not even reading it. It's okay. No, nah, this is this is this is football analysis from from watching film. That's that's all it's from. It's from watching film. Oh, and, and now yeah. and film don't lie. Like o- Odell in Cleveland was one of the last times we saw Odell at some of his best, and he also had two significant injuries in Cleveland too. Unfortunately, until I mean, I guess is the injury for me. I guess for for me. Like I said, that's why I said if I was if I was operating the offense, that's why I said I would work him anywhere from six to twelve yards. That's it. Yeah, get the ball in solid, his solid form. Get like get the ball in his hands early. Let him be what he's good at. That's after the catch. I don't need you flying downfield and doing through that. That's why you got the young kids. You work him digs and you know comebacks and outs. Literally, we need eight yards. Go get me ten, Odell. Like that's. Because his hands are good enough, he knows how to position his body, and his his separation at the top of routes is still second to none. So you can get him to just work. And on top of that, him and I would him and Mark Andrews could work in concert with each other better than I think a lot of people can envision. Like I think with him in the slot, or even on the outside, and then you have Mark Andrews opposite or next to. Just think about the Patriots' offense with Julian Edelman and Grump. Oh no, trust me, I I know exactly where your where your head's at. I've seen this offense before. I've seen the mm-hmm. two tight ends with with Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola. Like I've seen this offense before. I know what it can look like. Like and I'm and like I said, I have, I'm not diminishing anything that Odell is done or is going to do. I just the current landscape mm-hmm. of the way the receivers are set up. I'm probably I'm I can probably easily name like you know ten receivers before I get to Odell, maybe even eleven. Okay. No, I'm not saying I'm not. No, I'm not. My thing is, I still think he's he may be at the bottom of the tier one for me, only because we just haven't seen it. But I still think he's tier one. Yeah. Do you think he's? Do you think he's still a thousand yard receiver? Yes. I think he yeah. I do too. I do too. I just I'm just I'm, I know it's incentivizing his contract. You know, yeah. a thousand yards is a big part of it. I and and I do think he still could go. I don't now. I don't think he'll have like a thousand yards by like week ten. Like I don't think no. that. I think it, I think it will he'll take be, longer. Yeah, I yeah. Know. Like, but that's what I. But that's but that's uh, what I was saying. I was giving him Mike Thomas numbers, where he's going to average nine to ten yards a catch, maybe eight to ten, eight to ten, eight to eleven. But he's going he going to get a lot of fucking targets. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, will he catch it? Will he catch 145 passes like Michael Thomas? No, 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 no. He'll stay. He'll stay. I'll say he won't cat. He won't go over 90. He won't go over 90. Okay. Baltimore's not gonna. Baltimore's not gonna allow that to happen. Yeah, that sounds appropriate. Honestly, you thinking more like mm, let's say 70 catches. I say he. And 70. I say he. Yeah, I say he hovers 75, maybe 11 to 1200 yards. Six to seven touchdowns because he's a threat. Because he's a threat in the red zone still. Because he's like know, cup. he's a very shift. He's a very shifty guy in, in small spaces. So you can use him in those goal line situations as well. So maybe he maybe the touchdowns go up, but it doesn't. I don't know. I seventy five. I give him eleven hundred yards, five to six touchdowns. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Seventy seven, seventy eight catches. And just trying to be realistic because I know the Ravens like to run the ball and they like to spread it around a little bit. Um, probably have him ended up around 1080, 1090, almost 1100. 
um, with about four to five touchdowns, if that sounds about – does this sound just about what the Ravens offense likes to do, just looking at it, how they, yeah. like, to, mm-hmm. how they like to be physical in the box? It would make it seem like, yeah, he's going to get to that – he's going to get to that thousand, but it definitely will take him a little bit more time, probably longer than it should be, and it's – probably going to he probably going to end up being around 1080 1090 maybe yeah. almost so yeah so we're all in the same yeah. area and, yeah and, and mark mark andrews is their red zone like he he is the red yeah. zone like like that that's well, usually like i don't and i don't i don't foresee odell taking like you know three or four touchdowns away from mark andrews no unless i see the only way the receiver production goes up if lamar is there like we're all, we're, all, we're all assuming yeah. that lamar's there yeah assuming yeah, yeah. Lamar is there. um yeah well, that and we're the assuming that whatever Monkin puts together is going to be better than what that's what. Had. Also, because that's we, what I'm. We've, we've, yeah. we've seen what we've seen what the offense in college can look like if you let Monkin run it, which looks very good, very explosive. It is still run based, but it's only run based to set everything else up. Yes, it's very yeah. it's right. very leveled. It's very leveled. The run game goes into the intermediate pass game. The intermediate pass game goes into the play action deep pass game. So mm-hmm. that would be beautiful for Lamar if it can all come together. That will give right. that will that will, if that offense comes together like that. Market today, today being April 21st, as it is, 420. For all y'all didn't get drug tested, just so y'all know. That would be that would be Lamar crossing over 4,000 yards for a season. Oh, absolutely. Right. I can, like, like I, I can, I can, I agree with all that. 100%. All of it. Um, so let's get into, hopefully, I think, hopefully, my brother is watching because I sent him the link he wanted to watch the show today. Um, he's a 49er fan. Uh oh, yeah. So, is the Purdy is the Purdy party over, or are we going to have a Purdy? I want to say I'm trying to figure out how to say pity party, but you know what I mean. <laughs> nah, man, Purdy so, is that guy, man. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. When I seen that, I was kind of, I was kind of threw back a little bit because if you. When you really look at the Niners, it's like every single year, that's the only thing you need is a quarterback. That's the only mm-hmm. thing. So just hearing that, man, and then, oh, man, it's, it, it's tough, bro. It's really tough because you go out and you get a Sam Darnold as kind of to try to make kind of like bridge between that Trey Lance, um, LeBrock Purdy kind of gap, right? But mm-hmm. to have Purdy's future at 2023 up in the air and to not really know what you have in a Trey Lance, oh man, this this is not this is this is this is not good. I'm not gonna lie to you, this is not good because now do you, like, what do you what do you do at this point? If you're John Lynch, what do you do? Right. You, I mean, you, so, you either you either stand pat or you you use Sam Darnold as exactly what he will be, which is a bridge until Purdy's back. But I mean, if the fact that teams are calling about Trey Lance, knowing that you know it doesn't hurt for the Niners to have some more draft picks anyway, I mean, because when I as soon as that question came up and I saw it on like every single news outlet out there, I was like, let me start diving into this a little bit because I was like, where. Where does a quarterback like Trey Lance fits? And literally, this is the craziest thing because it, it lined up with everything. If you watch the trend of the draft, right? I'm sure we're going to talk about the draft here in a little bit. But mm-hmm. the biggest trend is at the number two pick specifically. 
they're not sold on the quarterback position at the number two, and that being the Houston Texans. Their form, their coach now, their current coach, was in San Francisco. Yeah, and D'Amico Ryan's. I can see Trey Lance going to Houston, and now what it does is it gives the it gives the Texans two options at number two: either draft the best defensive player, which is very easy to do, or trade that pick, trade down, and acquire another package and continue building that team faster. That's what I saw when I started digging. And I was like, it was one of the only teams where I thought Trey Lance fit. And I got, um, I actually have those teams right now. Um, right now, based on all the information that I dug up, we got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that inquired about Trey Lance. Um, the New York Jets were one. Um, apparently, he would be a contingency plan should Aaron Rodgers fall through. This, I kind of like, I like, because I think Trey Lance, I still think he has the potential to be a very good quarterback. And if you put him in in that offense with all of those young weapons, I think you can have something. Yeah, and I think, and the the crazy thing about it, the whole Rodgers thing is still not set in stone. Exactly. Because the the more and more the Packers keep asking, hey, we we want your first round pick. We want your first round pick. If all of a sudden I'm like, you know, I can get Trey Lance and keep my first round pick, which is like the number, I think, 12 pick or something. Mm-hmm. And he's young. Because, and I don't have to worry about him retiring in possibly two years. Yep. And I also, and I am in the vast, I'm in the small minority that still believe in Zach Wilson. So you still have yeah, Zach Wilson. <laughs> no, I still, I just, I honestly think he's a, I think he's a really, really good, talented, very good quarterback. I think his head needs to be adjusted a little bit. And I think he needs an offensive, a real offensive coach. I'm not going to take nothing away from Robert Sala, but I really think he needs a guy who knows how to run an offense. Yeah, I I think he needs to get out of New York. I think the New York media is too much for him. Possibly. Possibly. And that's that's just – the New York media is not for everybody. And and, and people people really don't play into that factor. But I'm like, I think he would – he would do. He would be better suited with like Sean McVay, you know. I was gonna. I was gonna say, would you, if you were the Jets and you had this in the Forty ers the Aaron Rodgers thing goes down the wayside. Do you just make the switch for you send? Um, I just fucking lost his name. Zach Wilson. quarterback, Zach Wilson to San Francisco for Trey Lance. I mean, that's what first was that. First, both first round pick quarterbacks. They both first. They both first round picks. I mean, it doesn't. It. I don't see it as a bad thing. It's I mean, you get rid of you. Y'all getting rid of each year's failed project, basically. Yeah. Well, exactly. I don't. I'm not. Well, I'm not going to call Trey Lance a failed project. I won't do that. Zach Wilson's different. Zach Wilson has played considerably more games than Trey Lance. Trey Lance's situation is a little bit different. But injury. I mean, in, injuries are not like injuries can be part of your failure. Fair enough. I'll, I'll buy that. But at least we know one thing's for certain is the, the leadership qualities are there for, for Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, then didn't even take accountability last year. And that's a red flag for a quarterback. You can't okay. play the blame game as a quarterback because they look to you no matter what. Even if you're the rookie quarterback. Look, they're trying, to get, they're trying to get a quarterback who plays the blame game. Who is? In, in New York? Aaron Rodgers. No, nah, well, he don't. 
Look, he is the outlier of outliers when it comes to he is the most diva quarterback I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, and and I'm not saying that like like he's like no, we, he is. We've dealt with like we've we've dealt with other quarterbacks that have been like, but he's a marquee quarterback, arguably a top five six quarterback of all time, and he's probably one of the most problematic top five top six quarterbacks of all time. I love it. Like, Easy by far. Easy. Like it's it. like he we talked all this mess about when the whole thing happened with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And Rogers is doing the same thing times ten. I was I was ninety percent retired when I went into the darkness retreat. The fuck got out of cut your ass. Bye. Darkness, cause you was you was smoking the wacky weed. Come on, yeah. Bro. And doing trades, you didn't bring them back. You gotta go back and go get some, and then you stay and, home. And, I, and look, and I treated your ass like Craig. You got fired on your day off playing with me. You know, go to the darkness place and not bring no darkness back. What's wrong with you? Hell no, your ass gonna be jobless. Listen, listen here, your goat. If you're going to talk about my quarterback, it's my quarterback. You get his name right. It's Derek, not Dave. I like Derek Carr. I, I don't care what nobody says. I like Derek Carr. I'm a mm. Derek Carr um, is like the epitome of quarterbacks that survive. Shout out to my birthday in the comments. That man went through hell. That man went through hell in his career, and he has been a soldier. So Right. And um. So let's get. I'm gonna get to the other team. So the Jets was one. We talked about the Texans. Um, I I only like the Texans. Uh, Trey Lance to the Texans only because, like what you said, with D'Amico Ryan's, he has a familiarity familiarity with them with him, with the head coach anyway. Um, the some of these were kind of caught me off guard. The Broncos called about it. I can that still was see it, oh, Sean Payton. I'm not surprised. I can still see it. No, yeah. Like and no I mean, we don't, um, and we also we have no idea how many we don't know how many years Russell's got left anyway. Yeah, Russell Russell's had a had a rough, let's say three years. Let's play yeah, that honestly, say a rough three years. Well, I think I, I think I talked. Yeah, I think I talked to I talked about it, and um, it made sense to me that um, mm, Russell Wilson's I don't know about that. His, oh. his mentor passed. His mentor passed away, and it kind of I'm assuming it messed with him. So I'm thinking he's still dealing with the residue of that. We'll see what happens this season, yeah. especially given probably having a clearer head, being a year removed from it, and having Sean Payton. So we'll so see. So I don't completely disagree with what Tyrone said. I do think that Trey Lance has a better arm than Justin Fields, but I do think Justin Fields might be a better athlete. He might be a better runner. I don't know. That's he's just, a better athlete. No, Justin I, Fields is a better I athlete. Definitely, I do, but I do think Trey Lance is a better thrower of the ball than Justin Fields. And and, and Justin yeah. Fields isn't bad. He's not a bad thrower of the ball, but I do think Trey Lance throws a prettier yeah. ball, if that even is yeah. a thing. But No, that's the thing. That's It's a, it's a thing. Trey Lance is – I mean, not Trey Lance. Justin Fields, to me, he's a slightly better version of Anthony Richardson, coming who's coming from Florida, where all the potential is there. He has the big yeah. arm. You just don't know where it's going. You need somebody to point it in the right direction. Yeah, like, like his sight, <laughs> his, his sight is off. Like, or if he was a gun, his sight is off. There's a thing yeah. about Ohio State quarterbacks, and it's you have they can be very, very good or very, very bad. It just kind of depends. Well, that's true. Who they they all yeah. they can you just what, what, can you just tell me the one that was good? I'm about to say, so far they've got a pretty bad record. <laughs> and it, hey, and it's, uh, it's unfortunate because they were phenomenal in college. There's they only one. There's only one, and he was smart. I guess he was smart enough to leave and go somewhere else. Like I said, 
because he's an Ohio boy. You know what I'm saying? He's born and raised in Ohio. And he wanted to play for that school because that was his dream school. He couldn't but, start there. But he went somewhere else and won a national championship, did he? Didn't he? But he, yeah, he was like the, he was like he was like a fourth string quarterback in Ohio. That's why though, because he needed some because he knew that he was gonna need he was gonna have to need somebody, aka yeah, young Lombardi guy over there with the with the great offensive mind to help mm-hmm. him exceed, mm-hmm. right? Exceed. That's the thing, right? You can have that's 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 the difference between Joe Burrow and all of these other other Ohio State quarterbacks. He was smart enough to be like, yo, I need a specific guy to teach me how to play quarterback instead of using my athleticism to just play quarterback, right? The Justin yeah. Fields, the 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 the, the freaking uh, JT Barrett's, right? All these guys, all these athletes, uh, quarterbacks that came out of Ohio State, they never really took their time to really go and find that quarterback guru coach that teaches them how to be a quarterback and use their athleticism to make yeah. their position better. We can make JT Barrett hard. Like I thought JT Barrett was going to yeah. be. Well, everybody I thought he was Because he, he was, he was built very similar to Cam. And I thought he, but I thought he was a slightly better passer at the time. At no, JT time. Barrett was little. Like, no, no, no. No, because he, JT, JT, no, no, he said he was built like him. Now, JT Barrett was like 5'10", maybe six feet. Cordell Jones was oh, built like Cordell Jones. Oh, Jones, yeah. Cordell Jones was was was, was yeah, Cordell, Cordell Jones, Jones was decided, yeah. Cordell Jones yeah. was good, but no, but JT Barrett, yeah. But he, as far as his his case, his skill set, his, his skill really set was crazy. Skill set, yeah. I thought his skill set would translate to the NFL perfectly. I thought had he somehow fell into the lap of old heart, you know, the old Harbaugh before he became over went over to Michigan, I thought it would have been really good for him. Or if he would have fell well, into just, the right offensive team. He well, they did what they do to every athlete. They turned his ass into a wide receiver, and he just fizzled well, out. Work. They yeah, tried to do it to Lamar, too, and Lamar said, no, nah, leave me alone. I just think that yeah. with, with Justin, it's different because he's a different kind of athlete, and he gives you a different kind of dynamic that where you can capitalize. And if you get somebody yeah. that can really utilize his gifts and utilize what he's good at, capitalize on that, get him some valuable weapons to where he can actually show off his throwing power – He's he, he 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 can be really really good for you, but if you I, let him I go think down he, a path to where we'll he's see. not, you're right, right. He can be really bad for you, but I just think that in the way that he's trending, the way that the Bears are using him, the way that the Bears see him going out to get him help, going out to get um, all these players and the, all these pieces in, the, in in free agency, and they still have draft capital. I just think that they see his potential. They they're looking at him. They're like, yo, I like this kid. I think he can take us somewhere. We just gotta, we just gotta pour yep. into it. That's what I'm. That's I've what been, I say. Pour, pour into your quarterback I, if you yeah. want to succeed. I've been beating that drum all year. I was like, give Justin Fields what, just like, just like Lamar, give them what they need to be successful. What is the difference in me giving Jamar Chase? I mean, giving Joe Burrow the weapons he needs, giving Patrick Mahomes the weapons he needs. Look what happened when Brady left at the end of New England, went to Tampa with those weapons. Look what happens when you give a quarterback who has talents actual weapons. It's amazing what happens. Give Jalen AJ it. Brown and look what happens. The way I see it is the same narrative has been pushed off on all these quarterbacks. J- Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, uh, Patrick, all of these quarterbacks. And then when they get their guy, when they get their guy that they're supposed to run with, they're supposed to run with, whether that's an AJ Brown, whether that's a Stephon Diggs, whether that is a, a, a Jamar Chase, whether their guy, right? Their number one guy. You see them explode exponentially. Right. So when people sit here and they say that, oh, well, Justin Fields is questionable or Lamar can't pass. It's like, tell me who their guys were. Right. You, have, you, you have, have Lamar throwing to a tight end or like his- Jalen Hurts 
or to a Patrick Mahomes or to a Joe Burrow, but they have their guys. Tell me who a, who a Lamar Jackson's guy is. Tell me who a Justin Fields guy is. Before, tell me who Derek Carr's guy was, right? Like, you have to sit here and tell me who these guys to where you can see, sit there and be like, damn, that connection is crazy. Yeah. You can't well, do that. Yeah. You're not just yeah. the same. That's why I always say judge quarterbacks the same or don't talk about quarterbacks. 100%. So let's get it. So then I'm going to do something, but since we got into what um, – Justin Fields needs. I want to get into some of this draft talk. Um, would you, if you were the Chicago Bears, based off the trend, that because that's what we're talking about, trends, do you take one of the Ohio State wide receivers and bring him into Chicago? Do you go get, um, what's the dude, the, the Jackson... Oh, uh, man, I don't even try to get me saying his name. He got too many syllables. Yeah, it's got way too much stuff going. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, do you go... The alphabet receiver. Right. So do you go and get him to go with Justin Fields, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool? Like, do you bring an Ohio State guy in that he's familiar with, like... Jalen Waddle and Tua, like um, uh, Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts. Like, do you, you know, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, do you bring a guy from college that he had success with, even though it was for one year, do you bring him into the fold? No. That receiving even though, solid. Even though he's considered top one or two receivers in the draft anyway? DJ Moore is a solid number one. Chase Claypool is a solid number two, and Darnell Mooney is going to be a good – they're receiving oh, – they need, they need to bolster that Mooney offense. Mooney number two, honestly. They, they, need, they need to protect Justin Fields so he doesn't have to run as much. You got to go draft offensive line, or you got to go get pass rush, one of the two, because the Bears' defense did not get a lot of turnovers last year either. But would you – in my eyes, this is what I would think. I would go get the Ohio State kid, but I would also use maybe Darnell Mooney to get more draft picks. I like Darnell Mooney, though. I don't, know if, I don't know if I would get rid of him. I know. I know. I'm pretty sure the rest of the league like his ass, too. That's why I'm going to use him for draft picks. I don't know. This, way I, can, this way I can get the offensive line help. I can probably get a, a secondary guy or another pass rusher, like, just to, to make <clears> that thing, to make that, make, to get more, to maximize my talent to get more stuff. I can probably just flip the number nine pick and do the same thing. Because offensive linemen, I we know take, this, and we've talked, we talked about this on plenty of football shows. Offensive linemen are 10 to 15-year guys. So if I flip yeah. my number nine pick for, give me, you know, maybe a bottom of the first and an early second, I can go draft two offensive. I can go Dallas Cowboys 2015 and go offensive linemen back-to-back. Because Justin Fields right, but did, did not have a lot of time last year. You don't need any more receivers, and you have a good tight end, but you need, you need protection. Yeah, but my thing, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could still take, you could take that number nine pick, draft a receiver, take Moody, maybe get a, maybe get a second and a third. So now you end up with two second round picks. Go get the offensive lineman in the second round. I think you, then you get two linemen in the first round and you wait until the second round to take your receiver. Yeah. He's not going to last that long. He's not going to last think, that long. I don't think, I don't think Jack, well, I don't know because people are really up and down about him right now because his, his draft stock is really kind of. Yeah, because. 
He's he's going he's trending down and Flowers is drafting up. Yeah, he's trending down and well, Flowers. Yeah, but we're gonna get that only reason why see this is okay. This is why we just talked this way I need to watch our fucking show. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> speak on a minute. So, right. So we talked about the NFL and just the trends of what the NFL is. I love Zay Flowers. I think Zay Flowers is going to be an explosive wide receiver. But he's 5'8". Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's 5'8". I don't know his damn name. Whatever his fucking name is. Jackson, whatever the fuck it is. He's 6'4". He's 6'4", and he can work slot and outside. He's not the fastest kid. He's not the fastest, but he has un- he has football. He reminds me a lot of Jerry Rice, where when you time him, he's like, oh, well, he's a 4'5 guy. But then you watch film, he's blowing past everybody because he's the technician yeah. when it comes to his route running. I don't care what nobody say. On on the field, Jerry Rice is a four three. Yeah, no, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like that's what I mean. At least with this kid, yeah, different. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you ain't. You, you ain't catching field, him. Like he was running four two. Okay, like you're not catching him. I don't. I don't yeah. know. What it was him splitting DBs like it was like 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 he was actually running four two, but he was one taking <laughs> to the crib. Well, fear. Did you? Did you? Fear make you move fast. He, he always told you when he caught the ball, he always envisioned that Pitbull was chasing him. Yeah. Yeah. And, Fear. When you picture a dog running, uh, chasing you, you just like Patrick Mahomes said. Okay, when you picture when you when you run faster, when you're scared. So picture somebody running after you, or some running after you. You're probably gonna run a little bit more faster. That's why I said they should start implementing. You know, saying if you really want your, your your best speed out your guy, you should probably start implicating some dogs, man, at the, at the combine. I guarantee you. <laughs> that, or, hey, that'll go be like them. Go be like them Florida boys. Go chase them jackrabbits. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm about two point three. Hey, them I think they, but I think what they should do, they should go back how the NFL used to do the fastest man competition, but oh, in the no. forty yard, in the forty yard dash at the combine, make them race, make them race, literally just make them race. I, You'll get to because there's a lot of guys that are just faster when they race against other people. Competitiveness when there when that when that's the, when that's when there's that competitive oh. nature involved, it brings mm-hmm. out something different in most guys. Um, but I honestly, <clears throat> this is what I think about uh, Justin Fields in the draft, right? In the Bears, which is why I feel like honestly that they, that they should do. I think they should definitely get a lineman out of uh, out of the first round. I think you, you definitely should go with that because of the fact that you need to protect your quarterback. We got to see just how mm-hmm. strong and just how accurate you can be if we give you a, if we give you some type of protection, right? Now. Right. <clears throat> I like, I do like trading, but I don't think I would trade Mooney. I think I would, I think I would trade Clay Claypool. Honestly, I think I would trade. Claypool. I just said, I just said Moody because I think you can get more. You probably from, would. You get more. You probably would because he's a more viable weapon. But I think mm-hmm. coming off of an ankle injury, a serious ankle injury, I think it might have, uh, I think it might have lowered his stock just maybe a little bit. So, and that's the case, I would probably go and try to push Claypool just a little bit more because he's. Just a lit. He's bigger. He's clearly more athletic. He's taller. You know, what I'm saying? so he can make those bigger catches. So I would try to push that a little bit more. And then I would probably try to go for Jordan Addison in the late second. Defense. I like Jordan. Uh, no, I like Jordan Addison. I like Jordan Addison a lot. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Addison because you're getting yeah. 
who's still pretty who's still pretty quick off the ball. His routes are amazing. He still has great hands. He makes all you quickly catches if you watch them at UFC or USC. So like even if you do just so happen to let um Jackson Smith fall, I would still probably try to shoot for that Jordan Addison, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just yeah. And then just like in the chat, like Tyrone said, I like Skaronsky too. Skaronsky is is going to be – he's probably the top the top lineman in this draft. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. Without yeah. question. Yeah. So why, why not if I'm Chicago, if he somehow makes it to nine, why wouldn't you take a guy like that who can move – you can move him to any of the positions on the line. So where's my vulnerability? Most, quarter, most quarterbacks, you need to have a strong left tackle. I'm going to yeah. put his ass at left tackle, and I'm going to move that other left tackle who was very, very terrible at giving up pretty much damn near every sack. And move his ass to the other side of the line to the right tackle side. Okay. No, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I, I, I don't knock that at all. I don't knock that at all. I mean, that. I mean, that. Were, if my thing was just the trend of getting guys that you were comfortable oh. throwing the ball to in college. <clears throat> but if they can get a Jordan Addison, I'm not. I'm not mad. I, I'm not mad at that at all. Like, yeah, I mean, that's somebody who will probably fall to them in the draft. It's very possible. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's I, very possible. But and, and I but, see that but, too, Tyrone. I, I don't. I see to Chiefs kind of looking at Jordan Addison like, yo, we might the, the Chiefs. The Chiefs underratedly do need receivers. Like, yes. we no, the Chiefs just they, did, well, they, they just they just picked up um Richie James from the Giants. Yeah, I like James. and I like yeah. I like Richie James a lot. I like him. I like him too. But who's your who's your number one? Not um, outside of Kelsey, because you lost Juju Smith to the Patriots. Yep. Yeah, you still got Valdez Gantley. You still and got Kadarius Tony, and we we don't know what you're gonna get out of Kadarius Tony. We get four or five games. He's hurt. A couple games. He's hurt. Like, well, he wasn't hurt on the Chiefs. Just like he wasn't hurt on the Super Bowl. No, he and was hurt. He he did get hurt and, in that one game. He did play with him. And I will say there is a guy, and I keep saying this. There's a guy on that team that I think is going to be an elite wide receiver in the next two wide. years. That is Sky Moore. Yeah, that is. And I think Sky Moore is going to. He is going. I think he's going to be special. Yeah, no. He's too too aggressive. He's aggressive as hell. What'd you say, Moolidge, about the punts? We said it last week. (laughs) Got to get up under it. Hey. Right. I tell I was just I look okay so looks quick story time I just found my football right because I freaking I freaking lost it because I moved it I can't find I'm literally asked my wife where the hell my football is I can't find it see just found mine right and as I'm pumping it up and I'm throwing it up in the air and I'm thinking about it and all I hear this is why this is this is exactly why I never forget this all I hear is Bill Parcells in my ear get under it. get under it. you better not drop that fucking ball get under it right here all together get under I was just like damn okay coach I got you don't worry about it. So it's just, it's just, it just registers, man. Get, Sky Moore, if you're listening, get under it, elbows together, clutch with it. Put it in yeah. the basket. Okay? Put it in the basket. Good. Yeah. It's just like so you know. Picking up Easter eggs. Yeah. yeah. Just so you know, Bill Parcells, Dave Meggett was one of my favorite players growing up. Love Dave Meggett. <laughs> um, so, and then, okay, let's get back, um, back to the draft shit real quick. Um, there was a all right. Don't want to do the Bijan Robinson stuff now. Let's do the Bijan Robinson stuff. So, like I said, we talked this why you got to watch our flipping show. We talked about this not too long ago. I think it might have been the last show when we said, Is the NFL killing the running back? 
I was reading an article where they said that Bijan Robinson is a generational talent. He's just in the wrong he's just in the wrong generation. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. Um, let me people take people looked at me like people nah. looked at me like I lost my fucking mind last year when I said he was the number one running back in college. I said that last year, right. and people looked at me like I was fucking crazy. I was like, "Do you watch the film? Like, he is the most pure runner we've had in a long time." And I'm not saying like sprinting, just pure runner. He looks like uh-huh. he looks like Jamal Charles as far as the way he runs, pure and pretty. But he's a very powerful downhill runner. Who else can make you miss? Yeah. Do you know who his Do you know who his idol is? Barry Sanders. He watches Barry Sanders' film before the game. He wasn't that's, even born when Barry Sanders was playing. That tells you what kind of a mindset this guy has. That's a, he's a student of the game, and that's the that's the type of guy that I like. That's exactly what that means. And I, you know, like this is why I say there are just certain players. I don't care of the position. You take them if they're available. No, definitely. And when when and I think the word or the the term you're looking for, Mel, is there are football players and then there are footballers. Okay. Yes. Now you have football players that that are great at playing football, right? They're, well, I'm not going to take anything away from football players, but you have footballers. Okay. Mm-hmm. These guys that when they step on the field, it does not matter where they are. They are going to ball. Bijan Robinson yes. is one of those guys. He is a footballer. Okay. Doesn't matter where you put him. Doesn't matter where you place him. He's generational. He's one of those guys. You, yep. you cannot let, like I said, if he falls past 20, it is criminal. That's it's a criminal. That's a, it's a charge. It's it quite literally is. I'm calling the feds, the FBI, CIA. I'm calling everybody in because it's it's criminal. I understand the reputation that running backs get, but he ain't no regular. He's not that regular kind of person. Like no, no. I'm when we talk about sports, he is one of those anomalies. He's a Steph Curry. Yep. He's a James. He's a he's a, a Barry Sanders. He's a Walter Payton. He's a one of those kind of guys because just look at him run. Look at the film. Look at everything he does on the field. It's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. You have to you yeah, have, no. cannot let him He's fall a, life of you. No, if he goes out of if he if he drops out of the top ten, I'm gonna lose my shit. Oh yeah, I'm 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 mm. I'm probably gonna call in the draft. I don't even know if the draft has a call in line. I'm gonna call in and be like, "What is wrong with you?" That's what's gonna. Ladies, happen. breaking yeah. news. Like I said, he's going to Philly. I'm telling you, he's going to Philly. I wouldn't. I mean, I don't know if he goes. To, I mean, that's nasty. He go to Philly. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Like, um, they don't they don't have Miles Sanders anymore and looking at the top 10 teams they would be they would benefit the most from a running back like him and they could justify drafting a running back so high given what they already have on the roster. They don't yeah, they don't they literally that's probably the only thing they're missing. Is a fucking running back. Yeah, you're going to replace you're going to replace essentially Miles Sanders with a guy that's twice his size. Gibbs is. I don't think if if they say Bijan Robinson's not going in the first round, Gibbs has no shot in hell. I think Gibbs is a probably a late second, early third guy. I think so too. Yeah, I like. I like unless unless a team like Detroit decides to take him. Unless a team, yeah, yeah. Unless a team, unless a team reaches all the way up to grab that. Um, I just don't see him going that high. Yeah, not that high. Um, 
there was another thing. This is all this is gonna tie the running back stuff with Bijan Robinson, and this topic is all gonna make sense when we do trivia at the end. So there is scuttlebutt around the NFL draft around the NFL draft about two quarterbacks. Those two quarterbacks would be Hendon Hooker, Stenson Bennett. Oh. And the issue with these two gentlemen are, I'm going to say gentlemen, because I feel like they're a little too old Man, to be it. for this draft process. So I just want to know, should that play a factor in you drafting a quarterback if you feel he's, quote, unquote, not of the right age? Because I think going into the draft, I think they'll both be 24 or 25, something like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Getting drafted when you're 47, it's fine. It's fine. Your body is a little hard. Both of these quarterbacks will be better than Brandon Whedon, who got drafted at like 28 or whatever the fuck he was when he got drafted. I was going to say, Brandon Whedon. That was, was going to be my next point. Brandon Whedon was old as fuck when he got drafted. He was older than both Brandon of these. Look, like, I, like I said, like, like I said, we're going to have part of this trivia. So I'm glad you got your mindsets with it. So my, my thought process is this. Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett definitely should be drafted without question. Stetson Bennett would be great for a veteran team. I really do. Mm -hmm. I, I think I actually think he would be a damn good – I think he'd be a perfect Patriots quarterback. You want me to be realistic? He See, the most. no, I was going to say if I was the fucking Patriots, I'd take Stetson Bennett. I absolutely would. i take it. And listen – I, and I like I love Mac Jones. Don't misunderstand. Me. I I I, also I hate love Stetson, I love Stetson Bennett. I watched him in college. I hate noodle arm fucking Mac Jones. That goofy bastard. He can't throw a football through a fart. Yeah. He is trash. But, but yeah, no. But I do. I think Stetson Bennett's the better of the two. But I do think they both get drafted. No, they. Oh no, they. They definitely. They both. They definitely both get drafted. I think. I think Hendon Hooker is going to be a good quarterback. I do too, and he's gonna get and he's gonna get picked up by. And I tell you, and here's the crazy thing: I actually have him written on my little board. I had a team in mind that would actually be a sneaky play for him, and it would be Minnesota. Hendon Hooker to me is that would be a blessing if the Raiders took Ben and Tyrone. That would be a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Deshaun Watson is a young version of yeah. Hendon Hooker, <laughs> like. I think Hendon Hooker has a lot of Deshaun Watson in. I I can see that. I, can That's why I like the idea of him going to Minnesota because I know they're I know they're kind of on the way out with Kirk Cousins, so it'd be a smooth transition. Let him learn under Kirk a little bit, then you bring in Hendon Hooker with some bona fide weapons and a you know decent run game. And with, it wouldn't be bad. And with that arm and with his arm, absolutely. So I had I had Minnesota on my board for him, and then I had um I had one other team that I had just just for the hell of it um. Oh, Tampa. I had Tampa to catch him late. Because I, I, I would like to miss Tampa. I think I think I don't be surprised if Hooker's like a fifth round pick. So at that I, point, I, I could see I could see Tampa taking him in the fifth round. That I would like that in Tampa. If if you with all with those if those weapons can stay intact for like another year or two, depending on what Baker does, yeah, I, I can see I can see Henry Hooker going in there and turning some things up. Honestly, yeah, I think it'll fit a, a lot better than what most people uh, think. And honestly, I think these two quarterbacks are going to end up besides, well, we'll see what Bryce and uh, CJ turn into 
but I think these two quarterbacks mainly are probably going to be end up being the best quarterbacks in, in out of this draft because they're so slept on. Yeah, and mm-hmm. at least you know with Stetson Bennett, you have a champion, two-time champion at that. And you know, you know exactly what He's, you got. Yeah, right? like you know, this isn't this isn't an Ohio State quarterback. This is an SEC yeah. quarterback who's played above and beyond what an SEC quarterback typically plays at. Because exactly. say what you want, watch the games. Stetson Bennett played damn good in both college football playoffs, all of his games, and the national championships. He played oh, well in all these games. All right, question, 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 question. question. Tell me what y'all think. Tell me what y'all think about this one. Go for it. Maybe y'all thought, of, maybe y'all thought about it. Maybe y'all didn't. I don't know. If you're the Baltimore Ravens, do you go get Stetson Bennett? I'd, I'd take it. I'd, I may take a shot at Hooker before. If you're going to continue going with the athletic quarterback um, style, then I'd, I'd probably go Hooker before I go with Bennett for that offensive system. Now, because of the Todd Monken, no, I, I well, can see where you well, go I think, to Bennett. Well, well, I think they're going to change the offense. That's the only reason why I say that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I can see, you know, Monken being like, hey, can I get my guy? You know, in case Lamar's not here, can I get my guy? Now you got somebody yep. that knows the language. All he has yep. to do is teach the offensive players, you know, this, that, and the other. So yeah, it, that would be it could be great. Because even if let's just say they never reach an agreement with Lamar, Lamar signs the franchise tag, and then you trade him, you still got you bring if you draft Bennett, the, you can the offense who pretty much you can start adjusting the offense, changing it around to what they did what he ran in college with those weapons that he has. It looks like a Georgia offense with yep. you know J.K. Dobbins. With the receiving core that they have, with the tight end that they got, that's a and very a pretty, easy yeah. transition, and a pretty damn good offensive line at that. Right, it's a pretty easy transition. I think it works. I think if they do that, a few years, it looks a lot like how Joe Flacco first looked when we won the Super Bowl with Ravens. Because if you look at see how a young Joe, Flacco and it probably looks better. Played. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think it looks better. I think he'll peak he'll peak faster than what he'll peak faster than what Flacco did. But as far as the system being the same and those two kind of prototypical quarterbacks being uh, the same, I just like Stetson a lot better. Joe Flacco was taller, of course, because he played receiver. But I like mm-hmm. Stetson better, better arm, better accuracy. He's just a smarter football player to me. Um, it looks similar, and I can see if the why the Ravens would capitalize on that or jump on that because the last time that they had that. They want a Super Bowl, so yeah. And I, I just think Ben's yeah. a baller. Like he's, we've seen him when he gets quote unquote flustered, and he's still calm, cool, collected. Still gets the ball out. Like even when he, I, there was a couple games I watched where he had got sacked. You know, a couple possessions back to back to back, and you know he's getting he's getting roughed up a little bit, kind of some of them Joe Burrow games. He stood mm-hmm. tall, as you know, given he's not like he's not like he's that tall, but he stood tall, if you will, you know, and you know, still slung that thing. You know, still got that ball out. Still beat you over the head. He is a very good quarterback at throwing the ball over the middle of the field. Yep. Yeah. And that and that's a to me that's a rare trait in a quarterback. Most quarterbacks they want you to throw outside the numbers. He's really yeah, good you, at throwing between if the you can throw up down the, the middle of the field. Yeah. If yeah, you can throw up the seams, you're very to me you're that's a very that's a talent to throw go up the seams. Go back and look at those. Go back and look at them Alabama games. That's how he took the top off of Alabama's defense. He yep. attacked the safeties. Yep. He attacked the safeties uh-huh. in the middle of the field. That is how they that is how they got to Alabama because that pass rush was so good. But all of a sudden, if I can get the ball behind your safeties, your pass rush has got to slow up a little bit. Or mm-hmm. you gotta rush, or you have to rush more, which means there's less yep. coverage. There's more which means there's more. Exactly. Which speaks so, to Kirby because he knew that the Alabama safeties weren't good that year. 
one hundred percent. And it's not it's not an indictment on Alabama, but their safeties were not good that year. It's not. Year. Yeah, they, no. being realistic, they weren't good that year. It's like UFC safeties this past this past year, they weren't good at yeah, all. Yeah, like they everything else Alabama had was great. Their pass rush was elite, but yep. you can't get to them if my safeties are getting beat over the top. That's mm -hmm. why Henry yep. Hooker has so much success against Alabama with the same receiver on the same route down the scene, five touchdowns. The same exact thing happened. Like literally the same exact yep. thing. Happened. Like literally, it looked like you were watching the same play five times, but no, it was five different plays, but the same route, same receiver. Yep. That shit is yep. crazy. Yep. And I guess um, Kirby Smart watched the film of that Tennessee game and was like, this is Oh, I bet you won. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, I was, he was sitting in the film room like, oh. Okay, slot receiver tight end over the top. Okay, we can do that. Um, the Texans, speaking of court, you know, teams from moving up and down, apparently the Texans put out a report that they possibly won't be taking a quarterback with their um with that was it number two or number three pick? I forgot number what it was. Number two. Number two pick. They think that they can get Will Levitt a little later. So the goal is. What I oh we talked about this. I said y'all gotta watch the dad on show. I said I if I was building a team, I would build the team out before I brought in my young quarterback because I would need all the I would need the left tackle like Justin Fields needs the offensive line structure, the weapons on the outside before you bring that young quarterback in. So I don't know if they're gonna be able to get Will Levitz later after they build it out. I don't know if he makes it out of the first round. But if he does and they don't take a quarterback and they get the offensive lineman and they get a couple of the pieces that they said that they want it, and then they get the quarterback that they quote unquote want that they like and will live it, hey, more power to him. I'm on the I'm on the side of the fence that does not like Will Levis personally. I don't like Will Levis. So. I watch I watched I watched the games. I was not impressed. Um it was it was no different than here, I'm, I'm going to say this so everybody understands why I say what I'm saying. He's getting the same type of hype that Mitch Trubisky got, and I didn't like Mitch Trubisky coming out of college either. No, and Mitch Trubisky was trash coming in college. Hindsight being 2020, Chicago, what the fuck did you do? You drafted what did fucking do? Trubisky, and you could have had Over. Deshaun Watson, who just won the national championship. Or he Patrick was sitting Mahomes. there for you to take. Or Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. But, you, but you fumbled the bag. And look how look how long it took you to get back to where you are now, Chicago. Literally, don't fall yep. for this Will Levis trap. They do it every don't single year. The, they, and and I thought last year it was Zach Wilson. I thought Zach Wilson was the trap last. No, sorry, year before last, because he was hyped out of nowhere, and they tried to they tried to have him overshadow like Trevor Lawrence and those guys, and he's not in the same class as them. I did not think that no. one bit. And that, but no. every year we see this, you've got your top two quarterbacks, and they try to throw this other guy who's not even in the same stratosphere, and that's what Will Levis is this year. I'm I'm standing on my ground. They need to, just like you said, build out the draft, build out in the draft, excuse me, go get Trey Lance. I would go get Trey Lance. I would trade the number two pick, and I would come back with the Kings ransom worth the picks, and I would build my team. The Texans can be ready to compete next year if they trade the number two pick, get their haul, and pull in Trey Lance. I can get Trey Lance for a second, maybe even a third from San Francisco, You've got a good defensive head coach. The Texans' defense was actually slightly above average last year. The problem is they were on the field too much last year. Yep. So, and my, uh -huh. they drafted they drafted a corner last year. They drafted a really good corner who didn't play because he was hurt last year. Right. So now spend your draft capital on building the offense. Build your offensive line. Get you, you know, O.J. Howard's not a bad tight end. He'll be good for a young quarterback. You know, get you a couple of more receivers, and you've got a good running back. That team can be They brought in. I thought who they brought in. 
We was going to talk uh, about they, that. Yeah, they traded Brandon Cooks away because he went to Dallas. Yep. And then, they but they have, brought in they they brought in a couple. I forgot who it was though. Yeah, but I, I do I do we like the running back, back though. I'm a big big fan of the young running back. I'm a, uh, Damian Pierce. Big Damian Pierce. I like I Damian. Like yeah, no, Damian. I like fan. Damian Pierce. I re- big fan of that kid. Mm-hmm. Big big fan of that kid. Yeah, that, I, that's I, my thought process on that. I don't I don't like Will Levis at all. Like I I can see him. <laughs> be, he'll be a good he'll be a good backup. He'll be he'll be a great journeyman backup quarterback. He's not a starter in this league. I don't think he's a starter. And if 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 he if he proves me wrong, cool. But find me a Kentucky quarterback that's been worth the shit in the last fifteen years. I'm gonna keep this man. Oh, hefty lefty before he passed. I'm gonna keep this short. I said I said in the last fifteen years, not twenty five. That's a good point. Oh yeah, that's true. That is true. Just <laughs> short right when it comes to Will Levis, or when it comes to Texas and Ted the Texans and Will Levis, right? Number one, it seems like the Texans are banking on the Raiders not taking Will Levis. Don't ever bank on the Raiders to do something right. They're never going to do it. <laughs> you might as well go ahead and give it that. Give it, give it whoever that the, right now. Look, whoever the fastest dude in the draft is, that's who the Raiders are going to draft. Exactly. Yep. 100%. Um, it's either going to be it's either going to be Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. I promise you. So if you're counting on the Raiders to do something that's going to benefit you, it's not going to happen. Number two, <clears throat> as we've all been saying on this show, build your team first as they always say build it and they will come build that damn team first and then you go out and you go get the quarterback that you want you have literally you have the young pieces you have the defense you have everything in place that you can start to kind of develop and start to run in the direction that you need to run in just do that and then go out and get the quarterback then go out and get what you need but if you go out and you literally fumble the bag now and you take a Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, who everybody's super high on, I promise you it's going to be the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Same old bullshit. 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 Oh, like okay. we say in Texas, it'll be the same old two-step. Mm-hmm. Same old two-step. So, let's transition on over to the XFL. We got one more week left in the XFL season. Uh, things are starting Things are starting to shape up. Um, playoffs start next week. Um, last week, yeah. So last week, the Vipers do what the Vipers do: lose fucking games. That's what the fuck? That's what the fuck we do out here in Vegas. Um, we gave up 20, 25 unanswered points like a bunch of dummies. Um, end up losing the game. They definitely were unanswered because I'm still looking for answers. Yeah, like if we were up fifteen to nothing, end up losing the game twenty-five to twenty-one. Dummies. Um, what else? Uh, and Bartavis Bryant, Bartavis Bryant, you suck. Um, you, I don't, I don't know how you, you were like, you were good in the NFL. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, and now you can't, you caught two passes in the XFL game. Nigga, I can go, t- I can go catch two passes right now and I'm out of shape. Like, you are. You are trash. Like, how are you 6'5", 230 pounds, and stuff? Like, this is why you're not in the NFL, bro. You oh. trash. And he was actually really good with the Steelers. He was really good with the Steelers. He was decent with like, the Raiders. I don't understand what happened. He went to the Raiders. That's what happened. Everybody will come to us. They just feel like they I mean, can... I mean, oh. you know what? There, okay. there might be some merit to that because we remember when Randy Moss went to the Raiders, too. And then all of a sudden he went to the Patriots and blew the fuck up. Like we've, like, this is not uncommon. Well, we yeah. can we can chalk that up to Tom. He played with Tom Brady 
and not with what, whoever was whoever he was playing quarterback with on the Raiders. I don't even know who the quarterback was at that time. I don't even know who the quarterback was at that time. It was because it was after it was it was after um it was after Jamarcus Russell. It was probably but it what? wasn't Derek Carr yet. No, it wasn't was Derek Carr. Was yet. it uh was oh was it Terrell Pryor? It wasn't it wasn't prior. It was probably no, he was it was probably Walters, Tua Sopo, or, or probably Jason Campbell. Because I remember we had Jason Campbell thrown in there too. Oh my god. Okay. You just hurt my whole soul with that. This one we're not gonna do that no more. I like I said, um, man, I've been here through the struggle, I've been here through everything, and it seems like we're gonna do it again. <sighs> yeah, I know, so, yeah. Vipers, look, can we put, let's put a little bit of positivity? I know we're talking about the XFL, but hey, I sent this to the in our chat. Um, that you know, that y'all are potentially about to get a baseball team, you know, to Oakland because because Oakland is yeah, Oakland, with another pro o- team, yeah, so Oakland is like, just effing everything up, which is yeah, fine. We'll take all the Oakland teams. Hey, hey, the Vegas, the Vegas athletics sound pretty dope, though. I'm just saying, make them black and gold instead of green and yellow. Hey, man, it's on and popping, that'd be beautiful. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Supposed to get a basketball team in the next few years, too. So, Vegas, I know it. Well, well you have, we just you waiting have, on the, we have a WNBA team. We're just waiting on um we're just waiting for the Suns to keep effing up because if they don't build the Suns a new a new arena, they'll be here too. So and, but we're Oakland good. did the same thing. If they would have not had the A's and the Raiders sharing the same damn arena, like the fact that yep. I'm on third and fifteen throwing down the third baseline. <laughs> come on, bro. Y'all couldn't, y'all couldn't roll out some turf and cover up the baseball field. Like, come on, like, man. You slide and you slide right in the right in the second base. Right up the fifty yard line. It's yeah, because like, second base is literally yeah. the damn outside hash mark and shit. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, they should never do that. It's so dumb. It was a perfect. Um, mixture. it was a perfect mixture. You can go out there. You can you can wear your base. You can wear your baseball cleats. As soon as you get to half, as soon as you get to fifty yard line, you switch to your football cleats. Yeah, pass the fifty. It's, put your football. Put your baseball cleats back on. Stupid. Look, it's too many damn billionaires out there for there not to have been a football and a baseball stadium in fucking city of Oakland. I'm just well, they cheat. That's the they cheat. That's the damn problem. Yeah. Um, in what world is sharing a is sharing a stadium cheap? Like that don't that that's just irresponsible. That actually it actually costs more to convert it from a football to a baseball back to a base. That is actually more expensive. Not when not when you don't do nothing but pull out the chalk machine and just throw lines on the field and pick up bases. Yeah,まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ、まあ
It probably. I don't doubt it. Probably it because because you said that is exactly what's gonna happen. Yep. Yep. But you know what? This I be, actually this, like. I actually like the St. Louis Battlehawks a lot, and it's like they lose. That's my favorite team. Strangers, they lose in the strangest yep. ways. I like that team. I and I and I like AJ McCarron. He's good for the team. I like what he's doing, but they lose in the most obscure fucking ways that don't make any sense. It's weird. It's no, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't. And then um yeah, so that so what what happened is the Roughnecks would play the second place team in the North Division. I think it is. No, South. Yes. No, South Division. South Division. And the defenders would play the second place team in the North. Put it yep. in a playoff. That's, so that'll happen next week. Uh we'll we'll go through that and um see what the end result with that is. Then hold on. The USFL. This was actually fun. They um they're starting up. Uh, I just want to say one thing. Yeah, I don't like none of the team names at all. Yeah, I don't really the like team names are absolutely trash. The team yeah. names are trash, I, but opening week was very exciting. Definitely. Very very exciting. Um for you guys, like I said, this is a football show. We talk football, everything. So I'm gonna run through the teams real quick. There's only eight of them. I'm gonna go through the head coaches like we did with the XFL. I think that the USFL is like the junior varsity to the XFL now. I don't because some of these guys are a little older. Yeah, well, um, it's weird because like the XFL is like a pilot for the NFL with some of the rules. Right. And the USFL is yeah. like a farming system because a lot because obviously the number one USFL player last year is now playing for the Dallas Cowboys, the MVP of the league. So it's like right. they both feed into the NFL, but different ways. In different ways. I can, yeah. So uh, we have the Birmingham Stallions being coached by Skip Holtz, old Lou Holtz's son. That was I that's found probably, that's that's two. probably the most common name in the USFL is that one. Honestly, yeah. the the rest um, of them are just terrible. Yeah, notable players on the on Birmingham. There aren't too many players in the league that I know, but um, Bo Scarborough plays for the Stallions, and Thaddeus Moss. Thaddeus Moss. Wow, is plays plays for the Stallions. Randy Moss's son is on the is on Birmingham. Uh, the Houston Gamblers. They're coached terrible, by terrible. Curtis. It's t- stupid. Actually, that's the name. The the if, the if Vegas gets a basketball team, they're going to be called the Las Vegas Gamblers, which makes sense. It doesn't. It still um, sounds dumb. I just don't. No, like if it. you look, if you see the logo, the logo with the Las Vegas with, with the Las Vegas Gamblers, it looks fine. It's fucking dope. I love it. Send, but send um, me some concepts in the chat. I'm curious. I'll show. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Um, Curtis Johnson is their head coach. Um, I didn't have enough space to write down his credentials and stuff like that, but he's a black coach. That's all I care about right now. Absolutely. We love to hear it. Um, the Michigan Panthers, which is stupid. I don't know why you would call them the Michigan Panthers. Dumb. Um, they're being coached by Mike. You can't. They're being coached by Mike Nolan. We all know who Mike Mike Nolan is. Wow. Um, Yeah, Steven Scott, these are players that play. Steven Scott, I know Steven Scott because I'm a Michigan fan. He played running back for Indiana, and he would normally stick his foot up Michigan's ass. Um, Even though they would lose, he'd probably run for about 215 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Josh Butler, this is a guy. I'm actually going to get him on the show. I follow Josh Butler on TikTok. I've been following him since he was in Michigan State. Very good cornerback. His story is amazing. 
I'm gonna try. I'm putting this in the air right now. That's why I'm talking about it on, on the live right now. Josh, I want to get you on the show. I want you to share your story for those who don't know. It's an amazing story. I love it. Um, the New Jersey Generals. That's an old school name. Um, Bill uh, Devaney is the head coach. He used to be like in the front office for uh, for the Redskins back in the day. They have a dude. He's, I don't know who this person is, but his name alone is sleeping hilarious. His name is Hercules, is M A T A A F A. So basically, it's Hercules, motherfucker. That's the way I read. <laughs> <laughs> what position does he play? He plays linebacker. Oh, oh man. So that's the way I read it. That's the way I read it. Y'all can take it however you want. To me, that's the way I read it. Um, who else? The New Orleans Breakers. Um, they're being coached by it's dumb. I don't like the names of these teams. I don't like them at all. Doing it for me. I'm not even gonna lie to you because the next one, I don't know what the next one is, and that one's yeah, the Philadelphia, the New Orleans Breakers might be the worst name on that list. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't even flow. It doesn't even flow together. The Memphis one is really throwing me off right now. I really don't like it. It's is that the the show the showstoppers or the show the showboats the fucking showboats? What's going on with that? Who came up with names? Listen, I would have. I don't know if you'd have said if you'd have said the New Orleans showboats, I might have bought into it. That makes sense. That makes sense. I might, I might have been like, I'm with that, but but I but not the breakers. Maybe the Memphis no. breakers sound better. Hell, I, I, I can live with that. I can live with that. Just switch them. And they um, better, but they just sound better. Um, you got the Philadelphia Stars and the Pittsburgh Maulers. Good. That is your USF. That is your USFL. Sound like a that sound like a hockey team. Even though they're, they're the Penguins, but it does. It sounds like a hockey team. It doesn't but sound then, like a football the, team. But then, like the Philadelphia Stars, I can't get the Dallas Stars hockey team out of yeah. my name when you said that. Right. So I'm like, so I'm like, okay. Of all the things that relate to Philly, you come up with the Stars. Come right. on, man. It's crazy. Um. So on that note, we're gonna take a quick break. Um. We're gonna give you a preview of what's coming up next on from the sidelines. Troy, take it away. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Troy, from the Basketball Monday Show. And I'm just jumping in to interrupt these guys to let you know what we got planned for you on Monday. Now, we got a whole weekend of basketball. So, you know, we got to talk about the damn playoffs. We're still going to address the Draymond Green suspension, the James Harden ejection, and, oh, yeah, didn't B deserve to get kicked out? Um, We're we going to address it, you feel me? And we got to address those wards because, you know, you see the Boston in the back, Michael Brogdon, six man of the year. Hey, Troy out, man. Back to these guys. We're out of here. Tune in on Monday. We're going to definitely go. I keep saying I'm going to jump in, but I keep getting busy. I can't come in on the basketball show. But I'm coming. I'm on my way. All right, listeners, Google listeners, Apple listeners. Appreciate you guys. Shout out to the chat. Yeah, shout out to the chat. Chat's been tearing it up inside. Anybody, everybody who's listening, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places, we appreciate you. We love you. Keep pushing it. Let us hit that algorithm, man. Let us trigger. You know, support your voice. And keep commenting. Keep Uh, 
man. <clears throat> algorithm, man. We want to be the first so, thing that pops up on your YouTube when you open it. I'm telling you, hey, exactly. man, bring a friend. Y'all have y'all have a watch party, man. Put it on somebody projector screen, man. Y'all all watch it together, man. Y'all can be entertained, Come on. man. Are, let's are go. you not entertained? Are better, you man. are you not entertained? You can't. All right, let's get into this. Beautiful human beings ain't, ain't keeping you entertained. Look, look, we all look. Everybody got something that you like. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Either you, either you old and cranky like me, you just smooth as all hell like GQ, or you just don't fuck people up like Moolies. That's all it is. Like that's how it goes. You got something. I promise you. Something for everybody. You, we, I, we, we, like, we like Baskin and Robbins, man. We got a flavor for you. You just gotta pick one. Got, just gotta pick, man. Just gotta pick. Speaking of, let's get into this trivia before we get up out of here. So we're talking about quarterbacks. We brought up Brandon Weeden. Um, can you guys give me? The old, like, we're going to go oldest players ever taken in the NFL draft since 1967. The oldest oh, players in the draft. Mm. Y'all not going to get this shit because this is crazy. And the thing about no, it is, I'm, I'm tearing most up. of this, most of you know every single player. No, that, that was the quarterbacks. The oldest, no, you're not the oldest players ever. They're not going to get three of them. I'm only going to go. We only are going to go five deep. Okay. So look, yeah. I look, before we start, I looked this up like five, six years ago, right? Because okay. I wanted to see, like, damn, I wonder how old, like, the, the like, I was old as somebody got drafted. And I'm not going to tell you. I'm letting you know right now. The only name I remember <laughs> I'm is Brandon Weed, and everybody else, I completely, I completely forgot. Okay. So. I'll give you because because we on we on the time schedule. I'm gonna give you, I'll give you the ones that I know you're not gonna get. Absolutely. Andre King, okay, Andre King, wide receiver was drafted in 2001 by Cleveland. He was 27 years old. Goodness gracious, a 27 year old receiver. Goodness. Yeah. Gracious. Wow. Um, Coming to Mark. When he was 28. Uh, he was. <laughs> 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 um, you got Mark. Um, uh, he had a crazy last name, Rozak or Debrazic or something like that. He was 27. He was the offensive lineman, drafted in 91 by the Saints. Goodness and still probably played 15 years. He, I wouldn't even doubt that. Um, Jarvis Pendleton, he was 28. Um, Damn, Pendleton, I actually know, I actually know, I actually knew that. You know, nah, you, yeah, nah, you probably know him. Um, he was drafted. 28 years old, defensive tackle. He was drafted in 2012 by the Jaguars. The last two y'all should get. Old. The last two y'all should get. So, so was one of them Brandon Very. Weeden? Because he was old as shit. Well, one of them was Brandon Weeden. Brandon Weeden was 28. He was 28 when he got drafted. 32. Okay, that makes sense. <clears throat> and there's yeah, one more guy. Yeah, yeah. Man, already was, he already had grandchildren and was going through back problems when he got drafted. I'm so. trying to tell you, he, got, he already had cataracts. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's one more guy. One more guy. Uh, I thought pre pre two thousand. Yes. Pre two thousands. I think. Is it no? Um, is it Steve McNair? No. Come on, see. I thought it was he doing the he doing the tomahawk thing. Yeah, over there, like, doing the tomahawk. Now that can only mean one or two or two or three, clearly, because I know my fight on. You know we, but at the same time, Florida State. 
That or I was gonna say that was for the red for the for the Redskins slash commanders. The T? Oh, that too. Mm-mm. See, I was trying to read between all the lines, you know. I don't yeah, because yeah, you know? I know because I know we tight, we tight, so I'm gonna throw I'm throwing hits out. You feel me? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, taking all I'm like, that, yeah. I'm like that gift with all the math problems behind me. I'm like trying to really process this shit right now. It's easy. This is the easy one. I thought I thought I thought this was the easiest one. And there's somebody I'm forgetting, and I just can't. Oh, yeah, because I'm like, like I feel like it's somebody I probably talked about on the regular before too. And that's what y'all I'm gonna knock y'all, y'all gonna y'all gonna knock your cameras over when I tell you. That's all. I, I swear. Well, I'm, well, well, I, I like I like I like my camera. I don't want to buy a new one, but I, I'll knock over like one of my daughter's toys or something. Chris Winky, get the. Bruh. <laughs> Old Winky Wink. Forgot about the Chris Winky. Chris Winky, 28 years old. Oh my gosh. I I super forgot about Chris Winky, bro. That's wild. That is wild. Okay. But see, that's what um, happens when you see the amount of drafts that we do. Is like you forget about the hidden gym guys. That's right. a hidden gym guy. Like we've seen, okay, since Winky was drafted, we've seen what? 15 drafts? No. Se- yeah. 17 drafts. No. 17 drafts. He got he got he got drafted in 01. So okay. we in 2022. Well, 23 technically. So well, right. we, we, we haven't had the we have we have we had the 2023 draft yet. So we've seen 20, so we've seen 21 drafts since him. 21 drafts since him. I have I have now, I have aged quite a bit. So 21 years ago, I was still in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I was in college. No, I was no, I wasn't even college. Wait, no. I was out of college. He was dra- wait, he was drafted in two thousand one. I was in middle school. Nine eleven had happened. I was in middle school still. Yeah, yeah. I was, damn. I was I out of college. high school yet. Yeah, I wasn't even in. I wasn't even in eighth grade yet. Man's was nineteen. and was drafted in two thousand one. Goodness gracious, now, sir. Now here's the here's the, here's part two to that. Um, the oldest quarterbacks taken in the first round. Hmm. Well, we're about to have two in this upcoming draft. Well, they, I don't know if they'll go in the first round, but. Taken in the first round. All quarterbacks that you should know. For some reason, I feel like Brock Osweiler's on this list because he looked old as shit, even yeah. though he wasn't. But he looked old as shit. Yeah, I know he came out of college. I know he came out of college at a decent age. He just looked old as hell the way he played. He played very clunky. Yeah, no, but he wasn't drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. He was a late pick. Hmm. One guy played with Randy Moss. I was gonna I was gonna throw Randall Cunningham's name out there, but I couldn't remember. Uh, I couldn't remember when he got nope. drafted. But I feel like he was a young buck too. Wrong, not oh. that guy. Who? Dante Culpepper. Nope. That was a good one. I was I'm actually doing a good. I'm actually doing a good job with this trivia because this I y'all, I'm doing a good job because y'all at least at least y'all struggled a little bit. I don't know for sure. These are things I don't think about. I don't think about how old Saints yeah. quarterbacks are when they get drafted. Not first round. Yeah, I because I, I don't really think to look at the to, to really attention to today. Well, hey, so there's right? that. You like, think they're coming out of college? They're young, but that's not yeah. always the case. Chad Pennington. What are, we, what are what are we calling old? Are we saying like 25, 25 and older, or like what 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 are we defining as old? Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington is the youngest of the old. He was twenty three when he got drafted. Damn. Why do, like Mark, why do I feel like Mark Sanchez is on this list? Nope. 
Hell no, Mark no, Sanchez. Sanchez. No, Mark Sanchez Mark, was twenty. Mark Sanchez was young. Mark, he was yeah, he was young. Yeah, he was twenty two when he, he got drafted. Made, he just made old ass. He just he just right. he just looked he just looked. You know, what I'm saying he looks like yeah. you know, he a little seasoned. He just, he just I would I would I would sing drunk in love for y'all to get the other one, but y'all might be too young to understand that reference. But in the first round, older quarterbacks. I'm gonna be haunted by this list for like the next yeah, yeah. 48 oh hours. Just what, when, okay, he Chad, when he said Chad Pennington, I was already like, fuck me. I'll give you I right, one hit. One of the guys actually got drafted last year. Last year's quarterback class consisted of was it Desmond Ritter? Nope. No, Ritter was no Ritter was twenty. Ritter, Ritter was young. Ritter's Ritter's twenty one. And Ritter wasn't drafted last year. I think he was drafted the year before that. No, he was drafted last. He was a rookie last. Year. No, who's drafted? Who's drafted last? Year. He was a rookie last. Yeah, he was a rookie. Was it Matt, Matt Corral? That's a good guess. Matt Corral looked nope. old. What was uh, what was his name? Just think, Wiz Khalifa. Chad, no. Think Wiz Khalifa. Oh, Chad Kelly. Oh, Malik Willis. Nope. Sorry, that was the first one that came to mind when you said that. Hey, I'm trying to remember. Now I'm trying to remember last year's draft class. Like it's yeah, so oh, no. last year's man. draft class. Last year's draft class. Black and like, yellow. Cody Pickett. Oh, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. I didn't realize he was that old. Yeah, he got a, he and got I a, said he got, he got one of them Justin Herbert phases. He looked young as shit. Yeah, he was twenty three. Get the damn. So he um, I said in college. He stayed in college. Yeah. Okay, to get his degree. That's what he did. different though because he came on the scene late because of that fake slide, and we really didn't really you know he didn't really hear about yeah. it until late. You know, right. what I'm saying? I, was, I, was, I said yeah. I, I see what you did. I there, though. I see yeah, what I did you did there. Yeah. I said drunken love, and I said you're probably too old to get the reference because y'all are probably too young to understand. Jim Drunkenmiller was 24 years old. I know y'all probably don't know who Jim Drunkenmiller is. I do. That's my guy. Because I was going to say, say that last name one more time. <laughs> 24 years old. What year was he drafted? Um... I didn't write the year down. He got drafted by the 49ers. I think it was goodness gracious. I think it I think it was 01. I think he was in the Brandon Wheaton. No, was he in the Brandon Wheaton draft? Well, Brandon Wheaton was number one. He's 28, of course. And um Phil Sims was the other one. He was 28. Oh. See, I knew I was forgetting a Bills quarterback. I knew I was always a Bills quarterback on the damn list. And you know what? We forget we forget Phil Sims played a little bit longer. Honestly, we we do. I think we don't give Phil Sims the, 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 the respect that he actually truly deserves, man, for for doing what he did. Man, yeah, Phil Phil Sims was Phil Sims was like that, man. I, yeah. I, I watched the film. No, Phil was my guy. Phil was my guy. I was a low key Giants fan. I was a low key Giants fan. Like I didn't watch a lot of Giants games, but Phil Sims was good with some good different. film to study. I mean, he held the record for most com- most com- most completions consecutive completions in the Super Bowl up until yeah. maybe what like four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah, I think it was four years ago. Yeah. Um, last one. This is the last one. It's a two-part question. Um, well, who was the last running back to get drafted number one overall in the NFL since we're on the draft? 
Was it Ladanian Thompson? No, number one overall. Not first round pick. Drafted number one overall. I don't know. I just felt like he went number one overall. That was just where my head went. Um, <laughs> no, Gurley wasn't number one. Yeah, no. no. And there's only been one, two, three, six running backs ever drafted number one overall. Mm. Is he recently? Last one, it was 95. Mm. Wow. And it wasn't Terrell Davis? But that's what nope. I was going to say. Terrell Davis? Nope. 95, 95. Uh, it's probably a guy that y'all have that y'all have no idea who he is. But I'll, I'll give it to you because y'all probably not gonna get it. Before there was Saquon Barkley at Ohio at um, Penn State, there was a guy by the name of Kajana Carter. Kajana Carter was nasty. That's the last time a running back went number one overall. Was nineteen ninety five? Ninety five. Ninety five. Yes. Um, the running backs that went first since 19, I started since 1970. In 77, Ricky Bell, not the new addition, Ricky Bell, but Ricky Bell. He went to Tampa. Earl Campbell went to Houston. Before Barry Sanders, if you're a real football fan, you know who Billy Sims is. Yep, Billy Sims was nice. George Rogers in 81. Bo Jackson in '86, and then Kajana Carter. Dang. And and Bo Bo Jackson still might be one of the best number one overall picks of all time. Absolutely. Like. Yep. Just gonna throw that out there. Yeah. And um, that's a football Friday. That's the show. Any last words, Moolich? Uh, well, y'all know what it is, man. It's your boy Moolich, the Sports Mover here. Make sure y'all follow the TikTok and the Sports uh, Twitter at Sports Mover uh, FTSL. Uh, follow uh, the From the Sideline TikTok, follow From the Sideline YouTube. Shout out to all our iHeartRadio listeners, Spotify listeners, Apple listeners, Google listeners. Uh, appreciate you guys for uh, coming and rocking with us in the comments today. Shout out to your goat, Tyrone, uh, Troy from the Sideline. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to see you guys on Monday, man. Appreciate you guys for rocking with us, man. GQ. You already know what it is. The smoothest talk in the game, Mr. GQ over here. So make sure y'all check us out Monday. Phenomenal basketball show coming down the pipe. Make sure y'all tune in on Wednesdays and catch Gentleman's Talk. We got something nasty for you. It is our anniversary show for the one year of the show. Got something big planned for y'all. Of course, you got to check out Players versus Team to follow us up on Thursdays. And, hey, you're already here on Friday. So come on back next Friday and come see us again inside the huddle, doing what we do best with OG Mail being the maestro of the show. Yes, thank you guys, everybody, for stopping through. Of course, we like, you know how we do it here, man. Support the fam. It's not just the football. It's the basketball. It's player versus team. It's gentlemen's talk. It's a whole. We got a whole crew over here. It's a whole crew. Every you get something like I said, it's thirty-one flavors. Baskin Robbins. You get a little bit of everything from everybody. You know what I'm saying? So enjoy. We appreciate everybody listening, watching on YouTube. The, you know the TikTok is blowing up. Our Instagram. We got to get that going. Your goat. Thanks for um putting the Discord in the chat. Subscribe to the Discord. Get in there. I'm gonna get in there in a minute. We're gonna start chopping it up. And then uh what is it? <laughs> All right, we're gonna look, we're gonna get in that Discord. I'm gonna get in that Discord. We're gonna start talking our shit. We're gonna do our thing, man. We appreciate you guys, man. Um, love you. 
Troy, hit the button.